Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are to wild and crazy Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. September 20th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your wet, rainy Monday morning, following along with the traffic Twitter account. Supposedly, a lot of accidents, a lot of people uh, not driving carefully in the rain, so maybe allow yourself a little extra time. And uh, you'll, your Monday will get off to, to a start whether or not you're in a rush or not. And we've got a lot to talk about. So the next two hours, we're going to keep you company. Nick Roush, how are you? Uh, I'm good. A little sore today. Uh, a little tired. But you know what? We're going to power through uh, a Monday because we got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. Text line's already bumping. The Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Anything on your mind from the weekend, send it on in. Justin Kalen, how are you? I would be a lot better if I had my boat this morning instead of my car because the roads were flooded like crazy. You said it right, TJ. Be careful going to work. There's a lot of water on the roads, and I mean a lot. Well, be safe. Watch out for shovels on the road and whatever else you can. Shovels too, through. yes. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Justin, how was Bloomington? How was uh, it? How how were you welcome and embraced back to your? College? Oh man, it was it was just so great. It was it was nice to be back. You you get that feeling when you step on campus and you're like, ha. Ah. It's it's almost like you're home, you know. So that that was real nice. The one area that I did mess up. It was super sunny on Saturday. Did not take my sunglasses off, not one time. So I have a crazy, crazy sunglass tan line. Oh, those are great. I love those. Yeah, it it looks absolutely ridiculous. I got called out like four times yesterday. It's going to be great. No, that's 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 all right. Glad you had a good time, even with the Hoosiers coming up a little short. Looked like it was going to maybe go your way there for a little bit. I, and- I, honest to God, guys, don't even want to talk about this game because I am so ticked off about this freaking targeting rule. Well, I'm so heated about it. The bad news is we do do a sports radio show, so we may talk about it. Well, I mean, I obviously I'm going to talk about it, but I, I do have some thoughts on that targeting call, so we'll get to that, I'm sure, as the show well, goes well, on. Well, just go ahead and share them. Yeah, go ahead I, I didn't them. even see the play. I was uh, in the middle of watching just excellent football being played at Kroger Field, so I couldn't I, – I, I don't know what tar- targeting play you're talking about. Yeah, so in play you're talking about. Indiana's best player, their middle linebacker, um, preseason All-American, I believe. He, he or preseason Big Ten, I should say. He, uh, it was the craziest targeting call I've ever seen. Targeting is supposed to mean intent, right? This kid had no intent at all, but yet they call him for targeting. He's kicked out of the game. Let me read some stats to you guys. So Micah McFadden is his name, our middle linebacker. Before he went out, Cincinnati's success rate was 20%. After he went out, 57%. Percent of Cincinnati's offensive snaps that resulted in zero or negative yards before he went out, 45%. After, 30%. Percent of their snaps that resulted in first down or touchdown. This is the big one. First down or touchdown before Micah McFadden went out, 8%. 
of Cincinnati's plays were touchdowns or first downs. After he went out, 41%, boys. Roush, uh, Justin was right. We, we shouldn't have talked about it. I, I was not paying attention. Can you run through those numbers one more time? No. <laughs> Here, I'll put it simpler for you. On Cincinnati's first 24 plays, when McFadden was in the game, they had 34 yards. After he went out, you saw what happened. A bajillion. A bajillion. Absolutely. Well, it was, it was heartbreaking. Some... I'm trying to find some video of it, but I will say, though, Justin, intent means nothing in targeting. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's clearly evident. That's what people want it to be. They want intent to actually matter, but then it becomes pretty uh, subjective with officials and reviews and all that stuff. So I'm just just so tired of it. Give the kids a freaking warning. Good grief. You want to talk about bad officiating? Mississippi huh. State Memphis game. Did you yeah. all see the end of that? Yeah, that was Jeez. that was horrendous. Uh, if you all stayed up late and watched Mountain West, Boise State had a game-winning go-ahead scoop and score, blown dead at like the ten-yard line, and they still got the ball back, but they blew the touchdown dead. Boise State gets their field goal tipped on the. They, they can't punch it in the end zone. Gets the field goal tip, loses the game. So. Some all-around just bad officiating. How about yeah. Penn State-Auburn? Did y'all see that at all? Woo. I, 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 did, I saw that as well. What yeah, was bad weekend. officiating in Penn State-Auburn? Bad weekend for the refs. Where, 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 <laughs> what was the bad call? They made Penn State punt on third down. <laughs> oh, I didn't. They punted on third down, Nick. So they on first down, they got called for intentional grounding. So they lose the down. They run a passing play for five yards. Should have been third and eleven. The refs come in. They're like, no, 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 it's fourth down. So Penn State punted. <laughs> and then there was oh that criminal. God. There was that criminal spot too in that game. Oh where, my gosh! Yeah, there was so many mistakes in that game. Yeah, I thought initially that's what you were going for until you mentioned the four. And then, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, fun weekend of college football, pretty much for everybody but us. All things well. Justin included into this with being a Hoosier dingus. But, Roush, we stunk on Saturday. That wasn't fun to watch. I was really disappointed. Uh, you beat South Carolina. I'll never remember that Chattanooga game again. And the oh, sooner yeah. I can, yeah. The sooner I can forget it, the better. But sheesh, well, leash. That's, that, that's got to at least make you think slightly differently of this Kentucky football team. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Not that's, whatsoever. That's absolutely absolutely is, should, unless you're just looking no, for a hot take to have some fun. This is the spin zone, Terry, okay? Oh, actually, I, I, I need in, this. I need this. Yeah, I want it. If you're going to throw in – I need to be pumped up. Let's hear it, Roush. Okay, so here's the thing, Terry. I can't remember a Kentucky football team that didn't throw in at least one clunker, okay? Uh, sometimes we point to, you know, like there's different ones, different years. Hell, the 2018 team had two. They had the Vanderbilt game, which they needed Benny Snell to just go beast mode on the final drive to get there. And and they also had the, um, the Tennessee game. Those were their clunkers. Okay. They were able to beat Vandy, but they could, you know, Tennessee had played their best day. This is Kentucky's clunker. They're going to have one clunker. Chattanooga, they played about as good as they could have asked for. And it was a game for a little while. It was a game for a little while. But eventually, Kentucky, they they made the big plays to win the game. Will Levis was able to get Isaiah Cummings in the end zone. That was a nice drive. Uh, in the fourth quarter, it was a nice way to respond once Chattanooga took the lead. And then Ty Asian put the game away with a 95-yard pick six. Just a, a crazy, awesome play that really just served as the dagger. So um, this was the clunker. They got it out of the way, and you better believe that they're not going to be sleepwalking at South Carolina because that that could have 
that that could have had the makings of a trap game, but not anymore. I, I think Chattanooga, it's safe to say they're going to have the Wildcats' attention. Well, Chattanooga, their effort uh, that, that should change Kentucky's attention and focus going into the South Carolina game, and hopefully it will, and if that ends up being true and Kentucky regroups and is re-motivated and I get it, hard to get up for a Chattanooga opponent. I, I just thought this team would, would be better and pass that. I, yeah. with, the, with the offense being able to do multiple different things, not just having to rely on the run, not being able to say, well, we just don't have a passing attack. And sometimes if you got to rely on the run, it's just if you don't have that, it can be a sloppy game. I, I didn't think that there would be a, a, a chance where Kentucky would only put up 28 points against Chattanooga or, or struggle to score against Chattanooga. And then uh, defensively, it sadly to me just kind of hits home that like Missouri wasn't really a fluke. Like the things that that made us disappointed and nervous in that Missouri game, I could see that just being that may just be Kentucky's defense this year. And at the end of the day, you know, you're talking about you gave up 23 points against Chattanooga. The defense is the one who ultimately put it away with that pick six. And if you don't have that, things may be a little bit more hairy. Uh, you don't know exactly how it all plays out. I think Kentucky probably finds a way to win one way or another. But I, I kept telling myself, well, they're going to be a bad first quarter, but they'll actually, you know, they started out okay. All things well, yeah, and, and that's that's the thing that, that stunk about this game, though, Terry, is, and, and I, I appreciated that Liam Cohen took the blame for it after the game, but he said, you know what? We, were, we, we, we got beat up quite a bit. We wanted to throw it more. And... It worked. The first drive worked. That was a great-looking first drive by the U.K. offense. Now, the defense gave up a score right away. They gave up like a 44-yard run. But uh, Chattanooga didn't get a first down for until the third quarter. You know, like they Kentucky's defense held up their end of the bargain. It's just that when they went to this pass-heavy offense and they were like, we want to take it easy on Rodriguez, his wrist is a little banged up, they, they were ineffective. Will Levis just he missed a long ball. Uh, he he overthrew Wandale Robinson, and then it felt like the rest of the game he was underthrowing guys, and it led to a late interception. Uh, and then he made a really dumb decision that was just okay. Here's a chip shot field goal. Here's three free points for you, Chattanooga. So uh, some of that I was glad Cohen took some of the rap for it, but it's just like man, you you did everything right on the first drive, then on the the defense holds up their end of the bargain and the offense just didn't deliver. Uh, then the defense in the second half didn't come ready to play, but uh, it, it was uh, frustrating at times. They just had to make some plays at the end to win. And thankfully they did. Thankfully they did. Frustrating more than just at times. That was bad. Like Chattanooga is not a good football team and Kentucky should be able to sleepwalk and still win that game by at least two possessions, if not three. I did I just I did think this team was past this. Yes, Kentucky and Stoops having stinkers against far inferior teams. That is common. You had it in 2018 twice, as Roush mentioned. You pretty much have had it every single year, with the exception of last year, because you didn't play an out-of-conference opponent. It was all SEC schedules, but Kentucky did have some bad games even just last year in all SEC play. But it's not unusual for Kentucky to have a bad game. If this is what it takes to kind of regroup them, refocus them, heading into just a crazy hard stretch here, middle of the season, four straight weeks before Kentucky gets a – a bye game, then good. That's that's fine with me. I won't. I, I will forget this game. Won't care about it. But I will. I 
I'll expect the defense to look pretty ho-hum against South Carolina if we're just going to be honest. And maybe my opinions, and I'll get more pumped up as the week goes on. Oh, that's a mean, bad that's a bad take, Terry. South Carolina is Wow, awful. Roush, why, why, would I think yep. any diff- why would I think any differently? Because, Terry, you hey, can't get... finish shocking. Chattanooga just did basically what they wanted a good chunk of the game against Kentucky's defense after Missouri basically did whatever they wanted against Kentucky's defense. It's perfectly okay for a Kentucky fan to have the mindset going into South Carolina knowing that they are terrible, knowing that they have quarterback issues, and still worrying about them being able to move the ball because two straight weeks, Kentucky's defense has basically just allowed offenses to do whatever they wanted against them. Yeah, but you like this is this is the thing that I would if I'm going to tell Kentucky fans anything. Do not have long like if, if there's any. Like we have to throw out this game film. You can't like you can't even think of this as the same team. They got away. They scrape out. They got to win. Now just throw it away. Act like it didn't happen, okay? Because that's that's the mindset you need to have. Uh, if there's any sort of long term concern, it's maybe that the the run defense their fits were off. But I think that was that was a mental thing. Like I, I, I Brad White was said after the game. He's like, we tried to do more and we got out of position. It, that that would might be my only thing, but Missouri didn't run the ball at all. Uh, wasn't able to run the ball at all against Kentucky, and that's all South Carolina is going to try to do. What I really like though, Terry, is that since Kentucky played bad, there's going to be a lot of people picking South Carolina this weekend, and South Carolina is not good at football. So I'm 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 still not going to be too worried. Uh, if if anything, the the biggest concern from Saturday is that Florida actually might be good um at least emory jones is still going to be quarterback when they come to town but yeah no uh, just let's throw away saturday's kentucky tape and let's uh let's forget that happened because that's what you have to do i, I, I think, think i think i think that's what you need to do when you throw in a stinker like this at the end of the day if kentucky goes 10 and 2 nobody's gonna remember remember that they only beat chattanooga by five justin you sweet sweet Sweet. A win's a win. I mean, I know it didn't look good. I know you're not particularly happy with it, but Roush is right. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to throw away the film, forget about it. It's a win. Justin, if Kentucky goes ten and two, you are correct. People will not focus on the Chattanooga game. I, I mean, even, I, even eight and four. Uh, maybe. I mean, you, we're, you most likely don't focus on week three FCS opponents for the most part, unless that's where the season just totally takes a nosedive. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying it's perfectly okay for people to be nervous about the defense after two straight weeks of it not looking particularly good. Missouri still rushed for over 100 yards, Roush. That wasn't where they beat Kentucky, though. It was on the dinks and dunks, which – that's you saw some of that again. Um, I, I I just don't think this defense has the pass rush right now. I don't know if secondary depth is playing an issue in this either. But it it it, do, it, it looks a hell of a lot more like an early tenure era of soups defense than what we've been used to the last three years, which we have been spoiled. Uh, we absolutely have. Kentucky had, I think, the longest streak in the nation of holding teams under 30 points. That ended last season, obviously. But uh, we've, we've been used to pretty suffocating defenses, Roush. And, uh, again, the Missouri game, it was a little, like, eye-opening and head-scratching why Kentucky couldn't get stops there in the second half, especially. And then in the 
well, to close out the first half. And then against Chattanooga, it was like, all right, are they going to even break 10 points? And I was like, okay, let's, that's quite enough, Kentucky's defense. You go ahead and wake up now. They never really did. South Carolina does stink. Kentucky should still win that game. I still think Kentucky covers for that what it's worth. But I'll, I will 100% be nervous of the defense going into that game, Roush, until I'm proven otherwise. And I don't think that's like a weird take or an outlandish take to have. It's not outlandish, but I think you're wasting your fears. Like I, I, I think if it was they're... just Chattanooga, I agree with you. But it was Missouri too. No, no yeah, but Missouri's that's going to be the second best quarterback they play all year. I know, I, I, I know. It's you just know? I, I guess maybe people generally have the biggest reactions when I guess maybe they're most surprised or in some cases most embarrassed. And I guess I'm just ultimately surprised the pass rush has been this bad. Well, here's here's the pass rush stat that that's. It really summed up the last two years. He did get nine quarterback hurries and zero sacks. Like, just get to him. <laughs> you just take him down. Kind of like, like hard to do, right? Yeah, it's really hard to do. It's like uh uh how how many bowling pins can you knock down without getting a strike? You know, like it, they got close. I mean, the most frustrating one was when they had they had like three guys around him and he ducked his head and ran around. Like I, I I think you know what play I'm talking about. The quarterback just ran down, out, and around. And it's like well, come on, man. And that's what's gonna just frustrate the hell out of the big blue nation in that Florida game, is because Emory Jones is about as wiggly as they come. So they're they're there, but they aren't making the they aren't taking the guys down. And I think that's the thing that's most frustrating. And it's it's that that defensive tackle spot that Calvin Taylor he used to clean up and just get a ton of sacks. Where some of them kind of fell into his lap. And there was one play in particular on Saturday where Abule makes a perfect play, gets in the back belt backfield, and is just sitting there, ready to get a two yard tackle for a loss. And just completely whiffs. I don't even know if he touched the running back. I mean, it was it was bad. Like you you have to make those plays as a defense. You have to tackle, get the guy to the ground, and that they struggled. They struggled getting guys to the ground in the backfield. I I, I think they have it in them. Maybe it was a mental thing on Saturday, but the pass rush, you're there. Just just finish. You just got to finish. And they they haven't been lately. And that's it's the last two weeks and. Uh, three is definitely a trend. So that that needs to change against a bad quarterback at South Carolina who, man, Georgia, they they put a hurting on that team this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> Georgia's defense is pretty good. There, there were some injuries for South Carolina too. I'll be interested to hear some updates there as they head in to their game against Kentucky. Georgia will do that to probably a lot of teams. They are very big. They're very physical yeah. and uh, great again. And you are right, Florida kind of going toe-to-toe, having a two-point conversion away from really making things interesting with Alabama. That's more eye-popping, but uh, as – well, we're fans. We can look ahead to whatever we want. But my my focus is I, I at least want that fun setup for Florida. And you don't get that if you don't beat South Carolina. And if you don't beat South Carolina, we're having to kind of take a big step back Ooh, yeah, and, and reevaluate yeah. everything. So that I, that Chattanooga game, little eye-opening for me. I like that you're just letting it kind of roll off and, and willing to put it behind. But there, I, I just felt like there were some red flags. And Stoops has a little bit of Calipari to him where you think that, like, all right, this is – Next game against South Carolina, just bring a ton of pressure. You're getting dinked and dunked all over, which, like, knowing Stoops, he'll probably end up not bringing a lot of pressure, and somehow it'll end up working out, or UK will get a bunch of picks or something like that. But you would think, going into South Carolina, 
they're going to mostly try to run. Just bring bring every like bring everybody, and if they beat you over the top, then then you go on and you live with that because that doesn't happen to Kentucky's defense all that often. Getting right. beaten over the top, you wish you just do that. Just go attack after them, and if you're going to give up five, six, seven yards, that's fine. It's going to happen one way or another. You may as well do it while getting in the quarterback's face, maybe getting a tip ball. You never know what can happen in those instances. But just sitting back right now ain't working for UK, and I think in large part it's because the pass rush that Stoops is so used to hasn't been as consistent or reliable this season. But that one bothered me on Saturday. Weird. Like, I, you know, I know that Stoops always does this. It's not the end of the world. But that, gosh, it, I mean, it's just like on the one hand, it's like, ah, the offense, Levis, just stop doing stupid things. Make the smart play. And then on the flip side, it was like, ah, defense, you'll never let me down. Defense let me down. Okay, well, uh, I've got a lot to take in here. So I was bummed with Saturday and hoping that you're right, Roush, and this is a wake-up call, kind of come-to-Jesus moment, and they go out there, they beat the snot out of South Carolina, and then we're right back to to, to level ground. Yeah, yeah, we'll get back to level ground. The, the one thing that I wanted to see on Saturday was cleaning up the turnovers, and Levis, I mean, even after the game, he was like, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I just, I don't do that. I mean, that was about as bad of a pick as you can throw. Um, and man, uh, just come on. I, Kentucky, since they credited rig, they said that he fumbled the ball out of bounds on one possession. They had 10 fumbles in 10 quarters. Now they weren't all lost, but like they put the ball on the ground 10 times in 10 quarters. That's inexcusable. Yeah. Like it's just, it's completely inexcusable. I, it's a lack of focus that it, I, you can beat it at home, but sometimes you just got to turn into a, a crazy person. If you're one of those coaches, you just got to turn into a crazy person to practice and try to beat it out of, I don't know what you do, but like that, that oh, is, no, don't, don't do that. Don't go beating. Don't go beating people. Well, I'm shoving them into a locker. Will that work? That's better. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. tying them up in a utility shed like Michael Leach. There we go. Um, but something, something's got it. I mean, that's just – that's crazy. And that's really – I mean, yeah, I was just waiting for Kentucky's defense to make the turn. I was like, the, somebody's going to make a big play eventually for this UK defense. They're, they've got to make it. So they've got to make it happen at some point. And the worst one was uh, – I think the only pass that uh, Chattanooga completed that was over 15 yards, they tipped the ball – and it goes right into the other guy's hands. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, come on. Like, can we not go out and make a play? That's where I think, you know, you're seeing the absence of Vito Tisdale being felt too. Because that dude is just a playmaker. He's got a nose for the ball. And on some of these blitzes, he's just got a lot more juice than Devontae Robinson does. And... They could certainly use them right about now. So I uh, they, that stuff's, I think they're three weeks in, still playing the waiting game. But the guys that they're missing, I, I think it's evident that they, they could use some of them right about now. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. We said that after Missouri game. We'll probably say it after each and every game until they come back, if they are able to come back. Uh, a lot to be determined and a lot still unknown there. I do want to talk about Will Levis, a little bit more about the offense after we come back from this break. It seems pretty simple to me what the issue is there with Levis in this offense. Uh, maybe 
maybe getting a little maybe getting a little too cute. We'll come back. We will chat about that here on your Monday morning edition of Kentucky Roll Call. But before we head to a break, Nick Roush, congrats, new homeowner. Yeah, woohoo! We did it. Woohoo! We did uh, it. Getting out of the south end, you're moving on east. Tell everybody about it. No, no, no. What? Just moving like a mile away. Oh. Staying in the south end. Woohoo! Oh. Yeah. Oh, I had yeah. this big thing planned about how you're maturing and it's hard sometimes to leave what you know and you're comfortable with, but here you are spreading your wings and you're uh, never mind. Never, never mind. Then we'll we'll come back and we will talk more. Will Levis, Nick Roush, congrats on a buying a house in this crazy market. You sick son of a gun. We'll come back. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker, huh? Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. I'm the tower of power, too sweet to be sour. I'm funky like a monkey. Sky's the limit and space is the place. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. Rain's starting to come down harder in the, the home office. Always just makes you want to curl up to a good book, right, Roush? Oh man, or curl up under a blanket and take a nap. Uh, that, uh, I was hoping you were going to keep going with the Phyllis uh, rainisms. Yeah, um, the thing is, though, is I I forget the like I, I know the first one, but I don't don't know the rest of them. I at least thought you may we may be able to go a little tit for tat there, but that, but that's that's okay. Um, that's all right. Maybe rewatch that episode and we can come back again. Okay, we'll revisit it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to quickly revisit something you said the last break, uh, you congratulated for the new house. It's also congratulating me on just so much work I'm going to have to do. Oh my god. Uh, whew. Yesterday was all right. Well, got to get our house ready to sell, and it was we have we finished two of the rooms. Like two rooms are good to go, but my God, it was an all day affair. And I I just been talking with Lee K Howard from WKYT. We we were at one of the UK football practices, and he said he was talking about moving. And I was like, dude, I cannot imagine moving. That sounds so miserable. I just. Oh man, do not want to do that anytime soon. And then like a week later, <laughs> here I am. Yeah. Uh, the moving process. Well, I'm sure this will not be the last time that we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, Justin, how a pretty sick name drop there from Roush, huh? Lee K Howard. Yeah. No how big about, deal. How about this Roush? Not to one up you. I ran into big money Mook on Saturday. Oh, oh that's better. Oh, nice. So, was, he, was he just throwing dollar bills around? He he watched the we we watched the cats cats game in the vicinity of one another and it was very enjoyable. Did you and meet a uh, little money mook? No, uh, I think it was uh, Daddy and Mommy's Day away. So oh, big, big deal for them. And the Moorhead State Hall of Famer was also there, uh, which you know it, being just in the presence of a lot of greatness there on Saturday watching the cats play. And uh, here I am. I was just going to be a halftime game. Just watch the first half. UK probably up by a bunch head on home. I had a very busy Saturday planned. 
And sure enough, UK made me stress drink. Yeah. Things were getting a little hairy there later into the game. And uh, whole Saturday ruined. So thanks a lot, Kentucky football. Yeah, that was that was one downside. But I, I was very pleased that the later games did get good because the slate yes. wasn't great. But um, like, like I said, that Boise State-Oklahoma State was really good. I stayed up and watched uh, Arizona State and BYU. That ended up being a pretty good game. I don't, I don't think I watched the end of it. Um, the the, no, the beers of that one. The beers got a, that was some Pac-12 after dark action. Uh, but the Penn State Auburn game, a classic. Uh, man, that it had all sorts of drama. And my favorite part was that I had Penn State minus five. It's an eight point game. Auburn calls a timeout on fourth and one from the goal line to throw a fade. That was and so bad. That was so he, bad. He just like threw it into the band too. It's like, dude, you have Tank Bigsby and also Bo Nix. Like, you could do a little read option something here and just no, nothing. It, it was uh, that was laughable. It was terrible. But Auburn even had another chance to to get down there. They were able to get it all the way to the twenty five to have a shot at the the end zone. But uh, man. A couple couple things. First off, I'm going to forget the second point. I can almost guarantee it. But first one, did you happen to weirdly see Tom Brady throw a fade at the goal line yesterday for a touchdown? I, I, I don't even remember who he threw it to. I, I, I missed that part. It was just on a red um, zone. I, I was cleaning out yeah. the I was cleaning out the garage and had by the way, I, I'm sure people have known this and if you have and you didn't tell me this, then shame on you. Doing chores to NFL Red Zone is an oh. adult cheat code, unlike the wit the likes I've ever seen. There's it's some good, other yeah. adult cheat codes, and you know, uh, earmuffs for the kids. Sometimes they involve, you know, vices, if you will. Yep. And but this one is good, clean family fun. You get chores done. Well, I did have a beer while I was doing it, but you get chores done, and you just have Red Zone. So really, it's like stuff that probably would only take you an hour or two hours. But because you're splitting your time watching football, it ends up taking four or five. But you don't care because you're just watching football. So, uh, by the just a little secret for folks: get your maybe get your stuff done on Sunday because it was uh, that 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 was great. Anyways, Tom Brady throws. There was nothing really. It was just Tom Brady will forget about this touchdown pass in a year, if not in a month. There was nothing special to him. But seeing the Auburn fade versus this <laughs> like people are so, like quarterbacks young quarterbacks are so confused about what a fade actually is or how you throw that ball very rarely should it just be oh one-on-one -on -one, let's let it be a jump ball it's a jump ball when you think your guy's gonna win a jump ball but you can always when they think the ball's gonna go high a defensive back anticipates that oh no you've actually worked out with your receiver where you throw it back shoulder it's just it's a you know it's a touchdown nine out of ten times if the quarterback and the wide receiver can be on the same page to be able to do that so and that's going to eventually bring me into my will levis point uh but we'll we'll get to that there in a moment but yeah i saw that from the uh the auburn game and secondly what i and i didn't forget i'm very proud of myself but yeah do you, do you like that that like auburn was so focused on just making it a closer basically a closer hell mary kind of because they were they, like you didn't have to get an extra 15 or 10 yards there on that play. So basically what I'm saying is they traded a chance at the touchdown to extend the game for what's 
but to get a few more yards to make this Hail Mary easier. I just think the percentages are so low of either one working. You may as well take two of them instead of trying to like increase the odds by three or four percentage points so, and just get 10 or 15 yards closer. The, you know what I'm so I, I think just like the chances of in a jump ball situation, like you might not get that second chance if you go for the Hail Mary the first time because the defense bats it down or picks it off. You know, like it, it really is kind of a crapshoot and some of it comes down to getting lucky. So I, I think it is slightly higher percentage if if you are closer. The problem was is I when you have so much in there, like it's hard to do much of anything, you know, like I he tried to put the ball on a on a line, and really, in order to to do anything, you've got to put the ball in the air some. That's going to give time for Penn State defenders to get there, but it also lets your guys get there. So, uh, I I just I don't I don't know the the part that I questioned was trying to like throw the ball on a seam against an eight man drop. You know what I mean? There's some NFL quarterbacks that can do that. And like, weirdly enough for you fellas, which by the way, how about a nice healthy suck it to you all. But like Ben Roethlisberger has some weird, like 30 yards out, 25 yards out, 35 yards out. And it's a situation where most of the time you think it just have to be like a tipped or batted ball, but he just puts it on this weird laser. He beat the Packers uh, back in like, 2010 or 2011 in a regular season game where he just made an absolutely crazy throw. Obviously, the one in the Super Bowl is the one that comes to mind for for most folks uh, against the Cardinals. But you don't see it from college quarterbacks so much yeah. where they can they it, it. So that's ultimately why I think I'd rather just have two chances. But regardless, you got to kind of get lucky or fortunate or hope that Penn State makes a mistake, something along those lines. And uh, it, it I kind of wanted. Kind of wanted the SEC to win that game, weirdly enough. Like, I obviously didn't care or lose any sleepover, but that was a great college football atmosphere. It, it kind of, you know, we, we we have said this a lot. We will continue to say it a lot, but certainly felt normal, at least for that college football game. Yeah, it, it was it was a great game. Loved the cover. Also got a big time. Fresno State, plus 11 and a half point dogs, beat UCLA. That was great. Uh the Bulldogs were howling, still doing well in the PT's picks, even though uh, the UCF Knights couldn't get it done at Papa Murphy's Cardinal Stadium. Yeah, we need to talk about that. There's just so in the text lines packed and bumping and jumping. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the Louisville game at the top of the hour because yeah. those those fans were not happy with me. I'm I'm curious to hear your Will Levis take, Terry. Yeah, I've, I've got a I've got a U of L take as well. I'm I'm chock full of takes here on this Monday. I'm going to tell you about Will Levis, but before I do that, I gave you enough heads up last week. Now we're getting close to crunch time, folks, because Genesis Diamonds presents the best bridal desire designer showcase of the year, and it's this weekend. It is. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you can see the latest from Takori and Viraggio, the world's best designers. You can enjoy special incentives, special financing. Genesis Diamonds, once-in-a-year bridal showcase, and it is Friday through Sunday on Shelbyville Road. Okay, it, it seems like, and I felt this a little bit in the Louisiana-Monroe game, just because it, and it, it felt like it got confirmed in the Missouri game. They basically have just like two different Will Levises. And it's, hey, Will, show off that cannon, baby. And you just you just throw. And that's all we're going to need you to do. Versus, 
full arsenal, we're scared that we may – not scared that we may lose, but we know that we're going to need all the, the help we can get. And then Will Levis as a runner and somebody that, God forbid, throws it short and doesn't go for the deep ball. How often – I bet I if somebody wanted to take the time, Roush, and I know you're dealing with a move, so maybe hand it off to one of the younger folks at KSR. But I bet on all these deep balls, if you had a wide angle of the field, I guarantee you there'd be somebody open somewhere else on the field. It seems like this offense mm-hmm. is just like I want to go kiss Liam Cohen on the forehead. It is fun. There are so many different options, but it seems like what they I don't know if they do this on purpose for for Levis or if Levis is doing his own thing. But it's almost like if they feel like Kentucky's going to cruise, hit the hit the big shots. If they are worried about it, all right, kind of you can go underneath more. You can make the the smarter play or the safer play. And they just don't run him until they feel like they have to. But that's a big part of his game. So basically, if I had some advice for Will Levis, make those underneath throws. There is so much space. And Kentucky does have some athletes, believe it or not. But there's so much space on those underneath throws that don't feel like you got to hit the big one yep. all the time. And he was off on the big ones. They were there, for what it's worth. They were yeah, there. They were there. He, and I don't <laughs> mind him taking those from time to time. But, like, when Kentucky needs to move the chains, uh, feel free sometimes just to hit that eight-yarder and see if you can turn it into a 25-yarder. Or if even if they get tackled on contact, then, boom, it's second and two. That gives you – then you can take a deep shot because the defense has no idea what – you're playing in front of the chains at that point. So, uh, that, that was kind of – I don't know if that's designed or if that's just Levis mentally doing that himself, but you got to get the full arsenal of Will Levis, I think, to be able to appreciate him. And he's probably going to be a boomer bust quarterback, Roush. He'll make some throws that are unreal. He'll probably make some mistakes. That's stuff we're just going to have to live with, with him being a little aggressive. But don't be afraid to throw the, the, the shorter route, the safer route. And also don't feel like you need to put a million miles per hour on every ball. So, TJ, the reason why I, I really like this take is because we have a Liam Cohen quote that kind of explains why. And it's not necessarily that, like as Cohen said, he's like, you know, just because, and, and, and he's learning this. This is part of Cohen's learning curve where he's moving from the NFL down to college and he's dealing with college kids. And when he calls the deep ball, he's like, I, just because it's a it's a deep shot doesn't mean you need to take the deep shot. Like the 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 shots called doesn't need to mean that you have to take it. But some of these guys they just can't help it. You want to take it, and I yeah. I think you kind of like having that aggressive mindset as a quarterback. Uh, it, it's just that it can get you into trouble when you, you're off a little. And in uh, Levis was off. Yeah, I think he overthrew that first pass to Wandale, and then after that, it, he was just—he was kind of short arming everything. He was—he 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 got in his mind. He was overthinking a little bit too much. So, I think in Cohen's eyes, he's like, "All right, well, I can't be calling shots all the time." And the example he used was that second interception, where UK—they completed a long pass. And he's like, you know, Wandale looks a little gassed over here. But I called another one because they were open. They were there. We were better than them. But Wandale, he goes a little flat on the flag route instead of getting some depth. And Will leads him there. And it, it allows time for the defensive back to get underneath that route. Um, and and so that's where I, I appreciated uh, Cohen's candor after the game. And I think we also, too, have to remember that this was the 
the last time he was calling plays was FCS at Maine. And uh, if you saw highlights from any of those games, wasn't exactly the highest level of football. So uh, he's getting some time to break in as well to get used to his quarterback. So, you know, that, that's that's part of the reason why I'm not freaking out too much because as fun as some of these series have been, and it just looks like, it, you know, Kentucky football is untouchable. There's, there's, there's going to be some hiccups. There's going to be some growing pains, and there's going to be stuff that they have to get through. And uh, hopefully that this, even though we can throw out the tape, there, there is plenty for Kentucky to still learn from this um, this week. Absolutely. And just beat, I'll say it a million more times this week, just beat South Carolina and uh, I, I won't care. You can beat South Carolina even looking ugly for all I care. I Just mm -hmm. be 4-0, have Florida come into town. It'll be good for the program. And yes, uh, Florida will be favorites and rightfully so heading into that game. But you never, you never know. And I, I, I just want that set up. And if you somehow don't beat South Carolina, then folks have their heads down going into an important three-game stretch, and we just don't need it. We don't need it, Roush. No, no, we do not. We do sure not. as hell don't need it. What we do need is the Thornton Stacks line. Man, I could use the Thornton's breakfast burrito right about now, too. Oh, belly's rumbling. Um, 502 414 is how you get into the show through the Thornton's text line, and it is popping after an exciting, exciting weekend of football it starts by saying uh hey uh dang tj sling tv know you were harping on going pro and something other than journalism but didn't realize it was sling bad should we set up a gofundme <laughs> i i think that's a fair joke uh and <laughs> i'll 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 take it but paying over 200 dollars for direct tv is a joke like, and you know, whether or not $200 is important to you, blah, blah, blah. It's just the principle of the fact that like they can initially charge you like $79 for the exact same service you're getting. And then at some point they hike it up. And I, yeah, I, I don't need any business lessons for many folks about how you market folks and get folks in. I get it, but it's just ridiculous. So it's more of the principle of the fact. And if you have a crappy streaming service like Sling TV, you end up watching less TV. So who's the real winner here? Did you all see the commercials this weekend for direct TV streaming, basically? No, but I mean, I, I'm aware of that. That's yeah. a thing. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, I just love that they're like, well, we can't get people on, so we got to do what they're doing. Yeah, it, it's it is it goes against pretty much everything that they are. Uh, I know we. I think YouTube, based on my research, talking to people I know, I think YouTube TV is the streaming way to go. Mm -hmm. um, we we did have a friend that had logged into one of ours that we could kind of reliably use if we had to, but we never did with like one or two exceptions. Uh, and then we found out yesterday that that is, it, we have, we have been logged out. Uh, there, there, there was, there was an update and uh, we were logged out, but that's, it's no big deal. We're probably going to make the switch over to YouTube TV at some point in case everybody was wondering about my streaming services mm -hmm. and TV setup at home. It's pretty for, great. Uh, for what it's worth, DJ Hulu TV is pretty good too. Oh, Hulu is a garbage app. That's what I got. I, 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 we rarely have issues with it. I, no, well, it's not actual issues with it. It's, hey, you watch a show, like we still have Trevor's login, and we will watch certain shows on Hulu, but like they don't have a you, continue watching. Like, why, wait, why, why do I got to go to the search bar every damn time? It's such a 
Oh, it's annoying. It's annoying I, as hell. I, I don't feel as passionately uh, one way or another about Hulu, but I have heard – you're not the first person I've heard say good things about it, Justin, but um, I don't know. The, the whole – there is just – like I, I miss so badly just punching in a number – and being able to go to a channel like I did love direct TV. Like it, it was it, every in the brain stuff really wasn't bad. There was like maybe once in three or four years, but it is just outlandish that they could charge so much for something so simple. The, uh, the thing that uh, I'm a big fan of the YouTube TVs is it just, you just push the down button and it has all your recent channels. Mm-hmm. So like on Sunday, it's just red zone, but on Saturday, you got all those different football games going on. It's quick to bounce around. Did you all see the rain at the Tulane Ole Miss game? I did it, not, but I it know got, it was delayed. No. Yeah, it got delayed. And when they came back, I mean, the field, like Matt Corral went to slide once and just went like eight yards. I mean, it was like he was going down a slip and slide. It was crazy. Absolutely Banana land. Now, Ole Miss was one of my few big bets that I hit this weekend. Got absolutely crushed. Not happy about it. Uh, expected a nice bounce back week next week. A texter says, Roush wants to be the Louisville fan. L- Roush wants to be a Louisville fan worse than Rick Bettino. No, no. I do feel like you were a little much. You see, that's the thing, though. I wasn't a little much in person. Uh, I don't, I don't doubt that, but like, you know, if you were having such a good time, why were you on your phone so much? I think that's a fair question. Yeah. I don't think I tweeted that much though. Like it's just, I, uh, I got very mad when I showed up and I tried to pay in cash and I didn't read the asterisk of Vince Tyre's press release that said, we're accepting cash only at like five concession stands. That made me very mad. I was very upset. Um, and then I was also a little disappointed because I, I, I saw earlier in the week that it was the anniversary of that Miami game that they won back when uh, uh, Uncle Brian was playing. And that was that was a lot of fun. I was a freshman in high school. Place was packed. And I just the, you could sit wherever the hell you wanted to at that stadium on Saturday because of that stupid flight deck. And that so that was probably the thing that people latched onto the most. But, like, I stand by it 100%. That flight deck is the dumbest thing ever. Oh, we've said it multiple times. If they just would have closed the bowl and that would have been their expansion. It would have been great. They didn't really need to do any expansion. I mean, once they did the the party deck, like, realistically, wouldn't you rather just have Rowdy, a hot ticket, and the party deck rocking as well than than empty seats? But if if they would have just done that, it would have, one, looked better. Yeah, it would have been a pretty full game. But, you know. Yeah, it, it'd be a lot more practical if they would have gone that route as well. But let's uh, – what do we got next? Uh, well, hold on. Do we want to talk more about the L game? Big win for the Cards. Uh, you know, we can just start our daily double a little early because there's some text coming up about that. And, uh, yeah, and we can get more into it because people were just – they were so upset with me. They, they were very mad. I still had people tweeting at me on Sunday night. Like – well. You know. Before we go to break, Nick, I got to ask. So you said five concessions taking cash. Did they at least let you know, or was it like an Easter egg hunt? You had to go figure it out. Oh, you had to go find them, and I wasn't going to that. That's so stupid. Yeah, yeah, the, I wasn't going to go do that. We got to one that was cash only. Whoa. And I, yeah, and this poor girl behind us, like, 
I mean, we waited forever. The lines were terrible again. It, like, I, I think, you know, that UofL won, so folks were going to obviously be happier. It was a good game. Ex- really exciting game, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I, I don't I, I don't think it was, like, mission accomplished in terms of making that place a well-oiled run machine. But um, but it wasn't – it also wasn't, like, jaw-dropping bad. It wasn't hour-long waits. But they were long – you know, it was about, like, 15, 10, 15 minute wait to get a beer, which is, that's kind of a long time when you're there for a sporting event. That definitely means you're going to be missing some of the action unless you go at halftime. And at the end of the day, I guess waiting 10 or 15 minutes for a beer is better than having the option to have no beer, Roush. So uh, that I guess you have to keep that in mind as well. But this girl behind me didn't uh, pour it. She didn't have any mm. cash. Yeah. This, uh, by the way, if we were closer to Bloomington, we would be talking all about this same thing over and over again with Indiana because it was horrible on Saturday. That place is not set up for a sold-out crowd. The lady that was in front of me with her kids at the stadium, she missed the entire third quarter waiting in line at the concessions. Do they serve Jesus. beer there? They do, yeah. Okay. Uh, and like I've seen really long lines at Kroger Field. Like, Make no mistake about it, especially at halftime. But I just feel like during a UK game, if I want to run and go grab like a water or Powerade or a hot dog, whatever it may be, I can like at worst, it's a five minute trip, like getting from my seats to there and back when the game's going on. Now, that's not maybe like 100 percent exclusive the case, but it just and that's the thing also is just walking around the stadium. We left at halftime and it was everywhere. Like even walking in, it was everywhere. But getting in was fine. I didn't have any issues getting in, so at least they had that going for them. Ooh, I I did. Uh, so since the new setup for the you know COVID, you can't eat food and the just you know one of those great rules um, about eating. So I needed to go out into the to the concessions to get uh, you know like a hot dog at halftime. And uh, even with the extra people in the concourse, it wasn't that bad at the Krogue at all. You know, I had to find the right line. I'm not going to, you know, go stand in the long line like a dingus. But uh, they weren't that bad. And the party deck wasn't bad, too, once the game actually got going. I'd never had any trouble getting beer. Um, so I even tried to slice a Papa Murphy's. And let me tell you, it's no Papa John. No Papa John. I, I had to at least, like, go up and look to see what it looked like. Oh, and it I, looked- actually, I actually thought it looked good. Oh, see, I thought it looked like Speedway pizza. It it it, it, well, it, it 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 tasted better than it looked. So don't you be hating on Speedway Pizza? Oh, well, it's, it's no, it's, it's no, no Thornton's. It's yeah. no Thornton's. That's yeah. definitely not. That's for dang sure. But I like it, it, the Papa Murphy's, it didn't actually taste that bad. But it it just it did not look. I didn't think it looked that great. Yeah, I thought I thought it actually looked pretty solid. But I I mean it's pizza under a hot lamp. I probably would have liked it. It'd yeah. be hard to not have me think that it looks pretty solid. All right, let's go to the daily double break here. We'll come back a, a big jam packed Thornton's text line to get to a lot more football and sports to talk about. Uh, even a little basketball recruiting, I guess if, if we want to, doesn't seem like great news on that front, but maybe good news behind that bad news. A lot to get to hour two KRC oh, coming up. Big next. football recruiting news too. Woo. Craziness. Over? You say.
say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on the Big X. We go 7 to 9 Monday to Friday, and we have a replay, 9 to 11. And you can listen anytime, wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call and leave a comment or a review, and we always are appreciative of that. We're also appreciative of Bobby Cook because he is dedicated to making folks better at golf, something we all could use. And he's built his own little golf academy, and it's actually not little at all. It's big, it's fun, and it's a great place to visit if you want to improve your game. It doesn't matter how good you are. Bobby Cook and his lessons, very, very cheap. And you can go to the BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com to book yours today. It doesn't matter if you've been playing your whole life, but you just want to improve on one little thing, he will take care of it for you. You get each lesson recorded, so if in a couple months bad habits start to creep up, as they so often do, you can pop in that tape and and, and watch it, and it's basically like you're getting the lesson for a lifetime, and uh, you can't beat that value when you think about it. So it's right off Exit 4 in Southern Indiana. Even if you're not getting lessons, go there and hit the virtual driving range or play some of their virtual courses. It's Ryder Cup time, baby. A good time to catch the golf fever. Obviously, you can't hit the course today. They're soaked, but you can always, doesn't matter what the weather is, go to the Bobby Cook Golf Academy off Exit 4 in Southern Indiana, off 65, about uh, anywhere 10 to 20 minutes, I say, for most spots in Louisville, uh, assuming you you don't live too far away. And if you do, then that's on you. It is on you. Thank you, you. Should, you should you should live closer to the Bobbycoe Golf County because it's great, and it was also um, a pretty great weekend for Cardinal football fans. They they got a big win, and Terry, I could feel the tension in the stadium because it was a tie ball game. You were just waiting. It, it was the perfect time for Malik Cunningham to just throw a gut wrenching interception. He did that, and it, it didn't cost him the game. Yes. Uh, I told the wife she was very upset. And I said, hey, if they this is actually true. I said, hey, if they if if they could do it, you can do it, too. You can get another you can get an interception. And sure enough, the old pick six there to end it and potentially uh, in Central yeah. Florida's quarterbacks season, which, you which I, I didn't see the hit, but man. Broken collarbone on to end like that. Just he he didn't even do it on the pick six play. It was on the lateral, right? Later on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but you know, worse. If you, if you don't have the pick six, you're not in that situation. Right, either. right, right. Uh, that's the that that oh, and, and if he just holds on to that ball for an extra second, two seconds, that receiver on a little crossing route there, he is wide and probably gets. 15, I mean, he gets in field goal range, gets, I mean, at least eight yards, if not more than that. And it's nowhere near getting picked off because there wasn't a UofL player anywhere near him. Instead, he throws it at like the worst possible time where everybody was kind of converging in on the ball right then and there. And uh, huge for the Cardinals. Uh, the 39,000 in attendance, Roush, that's, 
they, they've got a little pep in their step now. Florida State, 0-3. They don't look any good. Nobody really in the ACC. Yeah, the ACC looked, is terrible. Even Clemson hasn't looked all that great. Yep. Uh, you know, they're, they'll still beat Louisville, I'm sure, as they'll beat probably every team in the ACC. But, they, that gosh, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech didn't even, like, play particularly amazing. And mm-hmm. they still had a chance – uh, just couldn't get couldn't get in the end zone frequently enough. But anyways, uh, big win for the Cards, and I guess Sadie currently off the hot seat for this week. Yeah it 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 was one of those. Uh, so I w- I was thinking it out loud, TJ, but I wasn't going to say like, oh, this is a good time for Cunningham to throw a pick. I was in a uh, you know, there's obviously some. There's lunatics at every football game. There was one guy who was a big, whenever Louisville scores, I'm going to take my shirt off kind of guy. And he, it was funny because he was like high-fiving everybody. But as soon as he saw me, he was like, you. And it wasn't he knew Roush KSR. He was like, I know you're not a Louisville fan because that's what non-Louisville fans wear to Louisville football games. And I was like, oh, you ain't wrong. <laughs> Just like a, a regular white shirt. Uh, he caught me. He he got me. There was one other guy too who was like he was like passing out beers. He's like, wait, you're not supposed to be here. And I just love the the notion of all the fans online who who can't understand that like uh, a person who's not a Louisville fan would go to one of their games. Like they just they're shocked. They can't believe it. Um, you know, I, which is kind of weird. Like, wouldn't it's kind of odd. I don't really get it. But uh, I had a good time. I ran into a lot of folks I knew. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. And those half price beers, I I I legitimately forgot that that was a thing until they rang me up and it was only nine bucks for two beers. I was like, oh, this is great. It should be really, an all the time thing. Ours were eight fifty on on the other end of the stadium. Yeah, I was like, that's that's amazing. Uh, that that really is a a pretty great deal. Yeah, they they do have. I, that that's to suggest to the people that say that Roush is they've never gone to a sporting event where they weren't a fan of one of the two teams playing. Yeah. Which I obviously have also, you know, my wife went there. <laughs> like It's not, you know, she was kind of a big deal there back in the day. So yeah, I don't, I thought it was very, no, no, your, your wife has to go to those games by herself. Buddy. <laughs> but the, the moral of the story is they got chesty because they won. Um, and you know what? I love having Chessie and Louisville fans back. Uh, they were ready to fire Satterfield, and now bada boom, bada bang. But that was probably uh, I. I got treated to the best game at Cardinal Stadium, like as far as from like an actual football game. It was probably the best game there, and I mean, since the, that Louisville won, it was the best since I. I mean, before Petrino. Because the the best game up until that point was just from closeness was the Lamar fumble game. So I have a theory that U of L beating Central Florida is the ACC's best win this season. Hmm. Best out of conference win this season, and maybe best win overall. But like you, the other candidate is Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. That that's and I think the only reason why it would still be that one might be bigger is just because it was at Tennessee. So you won at an SEC team. Yeah, but Tennessee stinks. People forget that. That's true. Central Florida. I I I, I bet Gus wish wishes he had some play calls back. That they 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 looked better than U of L, but 
credit to Satterfield. He, I, I think he kind of, I think he kind of got Gus. I think he kind of outcoached him, uh, to be honest with you. And like, you know, Satterfield had to resort to all the trickery and all the trick plays and whatnot. And that's mm-hmm. fine. You, that was a desperate spot for U of L. Their, yeah. their season seemed like it was kind of going to go one way or another, at least, or at least they can temporarily, temporarily push off. Uh, doom and gloom for 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 now but if they lost that things would have been ugly they would have been ugly at the stadium if they lose especially in the fashion it looked like it was going to be like snatching defeat from the jaws of victory that would have the boober roush it probably wouldn't have been people maybe would have came after you buddy oh yeah they would have uh my favorite part of the night though of all of the people who chirped at me my favorite thing was that before the game, a buddy was at a, another UK fan, which, yeah, there was a lot of UK fans. I know that were there. Um, he said he was at a tailgate with friends and they were just talking about how much they hate Nick Roush. So I feel like I'm in a great spot with little fans. This is right where I want them. Yeah, I, you, I'm, you know, I, I like the occasional troll tweet, but um, good, good on you embracing it, I suppose. Hey, you know what? They're just, uh, they're feeding my addiction. The more they react, the more I can't help myself. Yeah. Uh, sports it's, it's, it's all in good fun folks. All right. Uh, text on into the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. UK stunk on Saturday. It wasn't all that particularly fun to watch. However, Roush, one person watching said, you know what? I want to be a part of that. Yeah, they did. Tyrese Fearbury, which Folks, I just, I, it, so to peel back the curtain, they told us at about 545 that, that the press box closed at 615. We need to be done with our work by then. It's like, God, man, I'm burning and turning. It's going to be tough. It was like, all right, let, let me, let me just whip this up real quick. Try to, try to get out of here in time. Have the, have the queue looking good for the night. It was 611 when Tyrese Fear committed to Kentucky and I was just, what? I, I mean, there was some loud exclamations from Luckett and I up there working, just in shock, in absolute shock, because nobody saw this coming. Uh, we knew. Uh, I'll peel back the curtain even further. I I interviewed him over the summer after he took his official visit, and it just it didn't sound like Kentucky was going to be the spot. He ultimately commits to Penn State. He's a Pittsburgh native, but that commitment didn't stick. He it only lasted for a few weeks and. I heard after the decommitment from Penn State that Kentucky was going to be an option, but you're recruiting in Pittsburgh. I mean, I I don't know of any players Kentucky's gotten from that area. It's tough sell. Pitt was really going all in. I thought he de- I thought he was just going to flip to the hometown school, be a hometown hero living in the big city. Not the case. Just man, huge get a, an incredible edge rusher. Who I, I know it's it's different with different rankings, but if you go off of the new boss's website on three, Kentucky has two top fifty players, two top fifty players in one class. That's well, unheard of, absolutely unheard of. Yeah, that is. Uh, the, I honestly, I'm gonna just go ahead and uh, admit I didn't know he had decommitted from Penn State. Yeah, it, he, so he commits around July fourth, and I think he decommitted two weeks later. I remember when he committed, and I, I think. Like a week before he committed, people felt better about UK's chances, and then about a week to go, they were like, "Oh, wait, no, this it's not looking as good." Um, but 
you know what? That's all. That's all right. Why? Why? Why the decommitment? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm actually talking to him this afternoon and might be able to have that on the show tomorrow. So we we can hear from him then. But uh, oh man, that means we have to work less. Hell, hell yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but the the thing that is, Fearbury's a crazy athlete. I mean, if you look at him, he looks the build. Kentucky sold him as come here, be the next Josh Allen. I mean, they they look similar. He runs an uh, an eleven and a half second one hundred yard dash, and anything below eleven is crazy fast. And he's like six foot five. <laughs> he's a he's a big dude. And if you can get, I mean, what's even more important? I mean, we've seen what it's like to not have the edge guys when you need it. Like JJ Weaver's not healthy. Jordan Wright didn't play on Saturday, so. When you don't have those guys, it changes things for you. And Kentucky's got two really good ones in this class with Keaton Wade and Tyrese Fearbury now. And if you can get those, like just hit on one of them, hit on one of them, and it's great for your program. And factor in that you've got Keontae Goodwin in the fold. Those are really difficult positions to recruit. Edge rusher and offensive tackle. And that's changed because of the way Kentucky's embraced the offensive line. But... Man, to be able to get top 100 recruits at those positions, huge, huge for the Cats. And uh, despite the loss on Saturday, it's it's a big win for the Big Blue Nation. Well, UK didn't lose on Saturday. Yeah, but it did kind of feel like it, though. It wasn't yeah. fun. Yeah, it was. It was not. It was not a great time. Uh, watching UK kind of struggled to get by Chattanooga. But, yeah, credit to Chattanooga, too. And that's the thing. If you give teams like that hope, they're they're going to start playing like it's a game that they will never forget. And it probably will be for a lot of them uh, a game that they won't ever forget. But that's why you got to put them away early and, not, and then just let it kind of be a goofy time and everybody has a good time. And, oh, well, we went out there and did our best. But the, the game the, – that game getting closer and closer, eventually to Chattanooga taking the freaking lead. That that uh, you got to give them some credit. They played hard, and uh, hopefully, Kentucky, you get a big bounce back game yeah. against South Carolina. And, and they did the one thing you can't do, and that's just let a team hang around. I mean, yeah. that like you let one of those guys, uh, the the FCS that that's all they need is a little bit of hope and credit to them. They did play well, so um, but also stuck at Mox. I had forgotten. Uh, I had forgotten that this was the case, but uh, Burke had per- had put it out on Twitter. But Fessy from MTV, the challenge, he played his college football at Chattanooga. Wow! Yes, the Fessy it, curse. Uh, he goes by Messy Fessy now because he's been playing kind of a sloppy game. If we're being honest, but yes, he played his football at Chattanooga. He acts like he's like God's gift to athleticism, uh, but. You know, he's 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 messy fessy, as they say. Text learned, on in five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I did learn doing my Chattanooga research that T.O. played three sports there. He he was on the basketball team that appeared in the NCAA tournament in 1995. What was the third sport? Baseball? Track and field. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to do a lot of work in that one. But yeah, still impressive. Very impressive. A texter said, oh, well, I guess while we were kind of talking recruiting, Derek Lively's picking tonight. It's going to be Duke, and it stinks. It absolutely stinks. Why you'd want to go not play for Coach K at Duke? It's crazy. Why you'd want to pass up this class? 
But make no mistake about it, this one hurts. Uh, it's still an amazing class for Kentucky. I bet at the end of the day, it's still the best class when it's all said and done. They're going to get themselves a bona, and that's that's mm-hmm. great. We all we all, and that is that that is an amazing consolation prize in this regard, and and that's probably going to happen. But I really like Lively. He definitely was my favorite big in the class, and uh, that stinks. You you hate not only missing out on him, but the freaking Duke. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah, and. I like to. I heard that Cal was going to try to get Bona to drop the big Bona bomb before Lively did, just to really kind of you know take the wind out of their sails, kind of deal. But it really, I, I don't get the John Shire thing. I don't do either. They, do they think he like? First off, he's a nerd. Secondly, do they think he's a good coach? I mean, what? I I don't. I, maybe I just, he, maybe he turns out to be a good coach, but like. You you only lively. You're only gonna play one year of college basketball. You want to roll right. the dice with this goober, right? And yeah, I mean, I guess maybe like if he's your lead recruiter and he's selling you these things and then tells, oh, well, when I'm in charge, then you're uh, you're gonna be able to do whatever you want. I guess there's that aspect of it, but it's it's still John Shire. I just I, two plus two is equaling five, and it's it's annoying because there was a time there. Whenever that came out, that I, I, I mean, we initially thought that it meant good news for UK, and that was that was an incredibly exciting few oh, hours. I Karumba, I Karumba, Cal Tucker got us all excited. Yeah, he really did. That's why he needs to chill on his puns, man. That's like, why. Well, they're way been, too they're way too heavy handed. He's done a great job this recruiting cycle. He's, I mean, he's been he's had a lot of big time news over the last year or so, and uh, let us down on this one though. No, he really, he really, really did, and that—that's the—that—that's the thing with—that's the thing with Shire and committing to him again. I, he could turn out to be a fine coach, could could be could be really nice, but what if he stinks? What if he's horrible? And Duke folks will tell you that, like, no, 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 behind the scenes, he's been kind of running the show for a while now. Like, he's the he's the lead recruiter, and with game planning, he's always blah 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 blah. Of course, you all would say that. Like, no offense, of course you'd say that. And maybe there's even like some truth to some of it. But Duke was Coach K, and Coach K was Duke. Those two things were interlocked. Now you're taking half the equation out of it. It's fair to wonder, and cross our fingers that Duke folds and folds and collapse like a chair that's what we're all hoping and wishing for and for the first time in like 30 years that is theoretically on the table duke as a basketball program should always be fine they have too much money too big of a national fan base and if shire stinks they can go hire one of a thousand other dukies and coach k disciples because you know they're never going to not hire somebody from the coach k tree that that will be the case as we are on our deathbeds Roush. It's true. Even though like the the Duke coach like the Coach K coaching tree isn't that successful. It's it's like like, Jeff Capel. Oh, but no, it it, you gotta be with Duke though. It's like the two things have to have to be together. Uh what was the I'm not a Harry Potter nerd like you are, but the thing that Harry has to touch, the trophy, what's that thing called? The snitch? No, the in the the one where he does that competition. Oh, the cup! Gosh, what was that called? Try wizard cup. There you go. Oh yeah, try wizard trophy. No, but it's like it it was like a portal. It was like some sort of crux or something. I don't know. I don't know all the terminology. But Harry had to touch it, and it brought him to Voldemort. Remember? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. That's basically what we've got going on here with Duke and their stupid little 
assortment of coaches. They have to the get key back portal. To they have the key portal. Yeah, exactly. You have to get back to you have to get back to Duke to be successful. But the truth is, they may not be because we've seen other programs. There's no look at IU. They haven't been back really since Bobby Knight. So, uh, man, Mike Davis was good, but they they. You you can you can kind of fall in this pit of bad hires and like Mike I said, Davis was lucky. We are all crossing our fingers, hoping that this is what happens with Duke. But if Lively wants to go down that road, uh, it obviously bothers me because he's really really good. I just yeah. don't get it. You want to go play with Flipikowski instead of Shade and Sharp? You kidding? Me? <laughs> what like what? what? Oh gosh! I mean, it's laugh out loud funny. You who, who are, you gotta wonder if his brain's okay too. Like that is just horrible decision making. That, you know, there's I, I we need a full on investigation of what's going on at Westtown because I think that's where Lively plays and that's where Bomba went and it looked like Bomba was gonna go to Kentucky. Like it looked like he was everything was lined up. It was looking good there. Kind of felt that way for Lively too. Although one of Duke's little dorky commits had that comment on an Instagram live that we brought up on KRC like two months ago or a month and a half ago where he was like, Kentucky fans are going to be in for a surprise. And everybody just kind of rolled it off as like a commit just saying that. But sure enough, it looks like he's going to end up being right there. But that just steams my biscuits, Roush. Yeah, my biscuits are steamed as well. Gosh, it could have been three top five recruit oh, commitments in hilarious. two weeks. It would have been hilarious. Yeah. But hey, you still got a big Bona on the way. Things are going to be okay. And all the experts say Bona is going to end up like top 15 guy. So that that's good to hear. And I will say, Lively is going to be a great college player. I will be completely shocked if he's not. But mm-hmm. one thing I do know about Bona is he's going to be a super physical dude that's going to rebound. And there's always a place for that in college yeah. basketball. And, always and the- a place for that. And Jack, so Jack was at the game with us uh, on Saturday covering it. And so, hell, he's taking phone calls during it, you know, talking to people, trying to figure things out. And I think the, because he, he's watched both of them play, that at the end of the day, that it, you know, obviously you'd rather have lively, but as far as college production is concerned, like it's, it, it shouldn't be too different. And in fact, just with all the guards that you're recruiting, Bona might even be better because he can be more specialized, more of a defensive rebounding kind of guy where you don't need to worry about getting him a ton of touches kind of thing. So mm-hmm. in, in the one or two years that you would have him, it, it, you know, it's it's probably not a net positive or negative one way or the other. It's just losing another damn top five guy to Duke for no reason, too. For absolutely even, no reason. Not even K. Like, again. Yeah. Like, yeah. K is K. He's a brat, but he's he's Coach K. He's certainly in the conversation as the best of, of all time. But to Shire, this little dweeb? We got to beat Duke by a million. Oh, man. I... There's nothing I want. And eh, it's probably the third thing that I want most. People forget that, like, before we know it, it's going to be college basketball season. I know. I mean, we had the fans first fan fest. Yeah. Does, do we have any updates or reports from that? I saw that uh, Ty Ty Washington was just draining three. Yeah. Apparently, Ty Ty Washington was the one that, man, it's almost like people were saying this months ago when they were talking about. Hey, how come Cal can't recruit anybody? And it's like, dude, Ty Ty Washington can be that star. Turns out that that's probably the case, and he's going to be the star for this Kentucky basketball team. 
Gosh, I just all right. Let's let's just people uh, just allow me to dream and just think that Ty Ty is going to be awesome. Like you know, he's in the conversation for a top ten draft pick. Because if if he is in the conversation for a top ten draft pick, then you know he had a really really good freshman season. What does that mean for Severe Wheeler? Um, I think that means that Severe Wheeler might be a good uh, distributor. For the team, he's probably getting like six and a half assists a game, two, three steals, and but seven points. Don't right? you envi- don't you envision though that if Ty Ty is going to be a top ten pick, it probably means he's doing it with the ball in his hands. I don't Not think necessarily. I yeah, I mean, again, I people Jack and Ben and Travis and all those guys watch more of Ty Ty than I have, but from what I've seen, and I you know I feel like with the old Pelotron, I've watched a lot of Ty Ty Washington highlights. He is, you got to get it in the dude's hands and let him create. So the thing that I, I hope it like, I I hope it doesn't completely do this is the Ashton Hagen's Tyrese Maxey dynamic, because I I feel like it could be similar where, yeah, see, see, this is why we got to bring this stuff up Roush and somebody send this audio recording to Calipari. So, so he's aware of potential issues with the team. Well, because radio they, hosts that haven't seen the team practice together, thing. Right, right. Now, I do think from, I mean, you've heard Severe Wheeler talk. I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that. I truly believe he wants to be here just so he can be an unselfish player and set up guys to score. So, maybe instead of like a way that they can gel better is like Wheeler's driving to kick, but also like he's creating lanes for Washington to drive as well off of the kick. If that yeah, makes sense. Wheeler it seems like he, I, I get exactly what you're saying. You're basically starting the offense with Washington going downhill and that's when Wheeler gets him the ball. And if you, you can't do it every play, obviously mm-hmm. and it reminds me a lot of sometimes how Teague would get Michael kid Gilchrist going, just kind of right. dribbling over to his side of the court and then just getting kid Gilchrist the ball, at the perfect time that he was not a backdoor cut even necessarily, but just getting him the time, getting him the ball, at the time that he makes that first move to the basket and MKG with a head of steam was at minimum getting to the line, if not finishing for an and one and sometimes just flat out dunking over dude. So uh, maybe you could get to that situation. I like Wheeler a lot. I was I love the move to bring him in. I I would say maybe worse absolute worst case scenario would be like maybe a freshman year Ulyss where you're still getting valuable minutes, you're still playing important minutes, but you aren't the star of uh, right. of the show or you're not the lead guy with the ball in your hands. I don't know. It'll be interesting, but that's under the assumption that Todd Ty is really good, and I still need to. I'm going to believe it when I see it. That's the approach everybody needs to be taking with freshmen. If you haven't been burned enough on that, you need to you need you need to remember. Not even just last season necessarily. Uh, we've seen it enough now to know it's probably best to to believe it when you see it. And one more thing with Lively, maybe a sophomore Damian Collins gives you a lot of what he he does. Not impossible. Mm, not impossible. Not impossible. I like you know it, at least would kind of give you the same shot blocker. Rim runner gets up and down the floor, guards multiple positions. Obviously, I think Lively's more talented, but a sophomore Damian Collins versus a Lively, not not out of the realm of possibility. Man, and did you see how? My God, he is such an athletic freak. The picture Big Blue Drew tweeted out his his mouth was at the rim. Yeah, <laughs> he's a whew, what yeah. a freak. 
He really is. All right. Uh, we, we are due for a break, and then we have a, a ton of text. Yeah. We'll get to that Thorns text line when we return on the Big X Sports Radio. Woo. Roll call. I'm looking for Kentucky Roll Call. What do you know about Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush? Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Hey Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Monday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Really rainy. Good day just to go back to bed. Man, wouldn't that be nice? I think it's an even better day to go to Salsaritas, though. Oh, yeah. You, Nothing it's good, like... It's a good comfort food day. I know, because it it you're kind of down in the dumps, and man, that salsa, that hot salsa will really pick you up. Maybe get a little guacamole, too, some of that queso. It's the freshest Mexican you'll find in town. They've got two locations in St. Matthews and one in Middletown, and they're hiring at both of them, so... If, if you need to get off your bootstraps, make some bucks. Salsarita is a great place to work. They aren't going to make you stay late at night to close up shop. You'll have your night still to, to do what you want when you're popping. And Salsarita is it's the best place to, to do what you want when you're popping. Get those chips, get that bread, and enjoy your time at Salsarita's. Yeah, the drive through in the Middletown location, great for a day like today. Don't have to get out of the car and you get fresh, delicious, cheesy, spicy, yummy food handed right to you. And uh, if you're interested, give them a call 502-356-9468. Okay, let's get to the Thornton's text line. No more nonsense. Texter says, watching this UofL-UCF game, and not only does it look like the Knights are in danger of covering the seven, but that over looks promising. They, they actually hit the over at uh, with the game-tying score. To tie it up at 35. I was thinking, what would be the best UK UFL game uniforms be for each team? One team in black or the other in white, or red, black versus blue, white. Personally, I'd love to see UFL wear red on red on red and UK blue on blue on blue. Can't remember a time that image was on a field. It would be great in my opinion. What say you? Uh, this is something our colleague on the Mike Rutherford show, uh, Mike Rutherford, uh, said in one of his first shows. And I'd be all for it. Uh, UCF. Uh, USC and UCLA do it in their rivalry game where each team wears a dark color. So yeah, I'd be we've been saying that we've been saying that for years for what it's worth. And it should just be UL wears red tops, red pants, they can wear whatever helmet they want. UK wears blue tops, blue pants, they can wear whatever helmet they want. So if they want to go all blue, they can. If they want to go chrome domes, feel free. If they wanted to mix it up and go white, feel a little crazy, they could do that. U of L could go with whatever direction they wanted to. I like U of L's helmets on Friday night for for what it was worth. But yeah, that needs to happen. It's kind of silly that it doesn't. And then you end up having Kentucky wear freaking anthracite and it looks horrible. Yeah. So, yeah. Can't be doing that. I'd also be anthracite. Retired. I'd, 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 I'd be good too. Like when Kentucky played in 2018, they just went all white with the chrome helmets and just rolled over those murder birds. That that was that was good too. I you know, I'd be down with the all red versus all white as well, or all blue versus all white. Just a just a good clean look. I I agree. I agree. Uh, Texture says hashtag 
Fade Luckett. Hey, Luckett's on the board, though. He get, finally got one right. Finally got one right. Did yeah. he get one? Just one? Yeah, he went one and two. Was Man. it his uh, lock? No. 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 <laughs> Man, Purdue, they uh, the back door was open for him. And, I mean, hell, they, had, they, they could have won the game. Milton Wright from Cal dropped a really bad pass that would have tied the game at 10 in the third quarter and said they got to settle for a field goal. And actually they might've even taken the lead with that one. Yeah. I think they would have taken the lead and it just, Oh, that, that, that was tough. That was tough. Cause they were, they were right there in it the whole time and Notre Dame busted a big run to, to blow that spread. So, yeah. And you all hated that pick. Well, it was just kind of mean to go directly against Roush's uncle. His yeah. Uncle. Scoozer. Suck it, buddy. Like, there might know, have been some other influence as well. There, there's sports takes, and then there, you know, we leave family out of it. <laughs> uh, I'll keep a that texter, in mind. A texter during the UK game sent in a gif that said, "We suck again." From Waterboy, a mm. classic, classic, classic. Uh, another texter says, "Roush and Pilgr- Pilgrim acting a fool about Uval caused this. The football gods are real." Uh, Mangus, I didn't know you texted into the show. I did think to ourselves that like we we are we certainly bat a thousand in terms of like completely glossing over an opponent and then that game ended up being close. We do it in <laughs> basketball and we've done it in football. That's it. That's that's actually on the textures because the and the listeners alike. You all should know this. We're too dumb to remember that stuff. You all should know that anytime last week when I was saying I don't even know anything about Chattanooga, it's it's over by halftime. You had other folks talking about how much Bo Allen's gonna play one quarter, two quarters, maybe even more than that. Uh, anytime we all do that collectively as a fan base, it seems yeah. like those games end up getting close. Yeah, we gotta just chill out on that. Just gotta chill out some. Just kidding. We can do whatever the hell we want. Texter <laughs> says, Chattanooga coach should be fired if he were on a basketball court. He'd be throwing chairs. He's garbage. Oh, I, I didn't, since I wasn't watching the broadcast, apparently yeah. he was just acting like a crazy person on the sideline. Wa- he was, and I was like defending him early on. I was like, well, you know, he's just being super passionate. He feel, you know, you got to feel like you have a chance and you're in this game and you got to treat it like any other one. And then it got to a point, it was like, oh, it's a little over the top. Like, does this guy have a history of uh, being a little over the top, for lack of better words, on radio? But uh, yeah, it, it was it was much. It much, was a lot. Much later, way too much. Uh, Texter says, "Brutal win for the Cats, but a win's a win." We have to do something different on defense. Two weeks in a row with little to no pressure and team just sitting back and picking us apart. You would think with no additional pass rushers, we would be able to stop teams from dinking and dunking against us. Yeah, something got to got to get better. I I would just go full on attack mode. That's probably just dumb football fan me saying that, but yeah, start but, being aggressive. It's it's better to give up something trying than just to sit back and have it happen. Well, the worst part too is it, it's almost like Will Levis overthrowing and then the rest of the game kind of getting in his own head. The first play, the or excuse me, the third play where they went, you know, 45 yards or whatever it was on third down. That was a blitz that just missed, and you know they 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 cut away from it and have left Kentucky hanging. Luckily, I think it was Carrington Valentine was able to catch him from behind. But man, that 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 that's the game you play. The risk you play with being aggressive is sometimes you blitz, it misses, and it's Katie bar the door towards the end zone. Nah, don't care. 
Get after South Carolina. They they stink. You need to you need to win that game. Uh, Texter says, "Sorry about the loss, Hoosier Dingus. Why did you all take Illinois' helmet and paint them red?" I don't understand the helmet comment. Yeah, that you were wearing Illinois' helmets. That, those I guess I'll, the, have to, I'll have to go back and look. I was sitting up pretty high. You, they, like Indiana will lose every game they wear those helmets because they are god awful ugly. I don't understand why they have them. Just look them up. If you didn't know, they, they got it. They can't. They can't have those in their in their arsenal. They're bad. They're really, really bad. Justin, you can't just take that. I'm. I've got to see them first. I mean, the they could be right on that. I mean, let me. Uh, you haven't seen them. Yeah. I mean, on. it's just that's our standard helmet. Just the red with the white stripe and the IU symbol. No, it's not IU. It's, it was just an I, a block I. Oh, uh, okay. So they threw yeah. it back. I got you. That was yeah. that was a throwback back in the day. It yeah. looked a lot. It looks a lot like Illinois' helmet, Justin. Yeah, I can see that now, for sure. Does mm. that bother you? Nah, no, not really. I mean, Illinois also named their stadium after us, so they their stadium's Indiana Stadium. Oh, it was it, it was Memorial Stadium. I think they changed the name of it. The Illinois fun fact: at one point, their basketball stadium was Assembly Hall, and their football stadium was Memorial Stadium, just like Indiana. Are you serious? No, yeah, they, I know they changed their basketball. I don't know about football. Yeah, IU Indiana is the first place to ever have a memorial stadium. So that's right. Everybody else, back off. Stay away, Justin. Everybody has one. I'm just saying. I mean, it, it was Illinois and Indiana. They had the same stadium names. That's it. That Illinois is, wanted to be that, Indiana. That is a fun fact. Uh, I think that used to be on like the college football trivia video games back in the paper. <laughs> You That's know, right. Like when it's loading, loading, it have that little uh, fun facts down there. Anyways, <laughs> uh, somebody sent in their message board post, which the fewer pictures on the text line, generally the better. Um, especially one where you could have just copied and pasted what you said here right. and put it in. And all he wants us to say is that uh, their hot take was Willie Cauley Stein was not all that. Yeah, and suck it, texture. He goes on explaining why, but it's a nonsensical take. Willie Cauley Stein was consensus first team All American. Yeah, Come on. yeah. That's just <laughs> that's a, a mean, horrible, it's just horrible, horrible take. And we won't give it the time of day. That's for nope. sure. Nope. A texter says, "Here's our win-win with Eddie Grant. I think we should make Grant stand on the opposing team sideline by their offensive coordinator every game. No way they can overcome that kryptonite. Be nice." Although oh, I, man, I, the, I the Eddie Grant jokes were funny. Yeah, and, and I did that when, like, you know, it was the first quarter or second quarter when it was still in good fun. So Yeah. I, I was – Eddie Grant's I, not responsible for Kentucky's poor performance, I don't think. I also want people to start blaming, like, whenever the defense does something wrong, to start blaming it on Eddie Grant, too. Like, that, then it'll be good jokes. I did actually have some laughs at people that were, like, being serious, though. Like no way that that wouldn't cause some some ruffles in the locker room. Like what? Who? <laughs> it's not like there's gonna be like this to like divide or like a coup where you're gonna have a few players like go to Grant's house at night and be like, we need you to take back the offense. Man, you have a lot of allies within the <laughs> locker room. Oh, well, Edo Mack was feeling himself in the Jockey Club suites tonight. You would think he would try to lay low with the suspension, but he had no shame. Honestly, have to give him some respect. The man likes to party. Well, that's why they call him Mojito Mack. Yeah. And uh, he's that, getting the Jockey Club suites and he's wearing that, that red blazer. You better believe he's going to go all out. 
Did you hear his quote? First off, Louisville Live at Churchill Downs, I knew it was going to look cool. looked really cool. So credit to UofL. Of course, you're piggybacking off just people that wanted to watch horses, and they, you all kind of got right. in the way, but that's right. fine. Uh, it was a good crowd for the folks that wanted to be there. Made for some awesome pictures. Knew it would. Good idea by UofL. Seemed like it was successful. But Mac was talking to somebody. I don't have the exact quote. The exact quote's even better than me messing this one up. But, like, something about the suspension. And he was like, well, first off, we're in good hands with Peegs taking over when I'm gone. I'm not worried about that. Do I like it? No. But sometimes as a kid, you just got to take your spanking and you you move on with it. It's, <laughs> it's just like, are you referencing so, Neely so Boone to Pity ne- giving you a little spanking? And <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Are you a child, Chris Mack? You got to go pick your switch. Like, come on. Wait, wait. Yeah. It was, <laughs> or is it, it just a rolled up newspaper? It, it was like a weird quote. And he had like this goofy mm. grin when he was saying it and whatnot. But uh, that's mm. old Mo- Mojito Mac. All, all's well that ends well, though. And UofL fans, I, I get the sense they're excited about basketball. I don't know 100%. I think they're like cautiously optimistic, maybe would be the best way to describe it. But I, I think they should be a. A you know fourth in the ACC, which is a tournament team, so uh, I, I, I bet it'll be an all right year for the Cards. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we see. will. This game suspension see. really is kind of a big deal, though. Yeah, um, that's a lot. That's I mean. nothing, and he's missing the trip to the Bahamas or wherever the hell they're going. Uh, all right, a texter says, "Good morning to the gang. I have an important question. I met a fellow BBN brother here in Miami." which is very rare to find. I was telling him about the famous Another Pick 6, Another Pick 6 video, the UT fan. He's never seen it. I can't find it anywhere. Can you repost it on your Twitter? It's a critical piece of history that must be experienced. As always, you all are the best. Oh, come on home, Lively. If not, suck it. Well, (laughs) it's going to be a big suck it. And UK is already meeting with Bona, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about it. Anyways, and secondly, just like type my Twitter name and pick six. And it'll it'll pop up somewhere along the lines. I recently tweeted out asking for people to to link it to me. It's on YouTube too. I don't know what it's called though, but um, yeah, you can find it. Just do the Twitter search, and it'll it'll pop up. It is an amazing video, but it is kind of tricky to find, um, mm-hmm. which is not good news. Texture says big blue ball sucks. Zero defensive pressure against an FCS team. Wandale is not a punt returner. Curse of Eddie Grant is back. Can we just catch some punts? That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, bring back Charles Walker. You know what? Like me and my friend would always kind of debate that. Like Charles Walker, no, is he going to return one? Most likely not. You know, yeah. But it, you're not going to get any a ton of explosion out of the punt return game. But at least you just knew it wasn't going to be a fumble. I, I like the safe option back there. I'll I'll take the conservativeness. Yeah, it's as not, long as it's, it's being worth, caught. It's not, yeah, it's not worth it to turn the ball over. Yeah, or you do the thing where you let them touch it and then you pick it up and go run for a touchdown. Oh my gosh, what a horrible way to lose a football game. And then yeah. the SEC statement just was like as much salt as you could possibly pour in the wound. Well, because in and that that's the part that like you do see the ref raise his hands to blow the play dead. It's that just, that's, horrible. that's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> that's that, and it's horrible. Those, those those refs need to be. Yeah, I don't know how the whole refereeing system works. It seems like they can never do any wrong, but they need to be reprimanded or suspended. I don't, you know, I don't care what it does, but they need. To, you need to show some action that like that's unacceptable because that cost Mississippi State the game big time. Uh, that was a horrible. That, that was inexcusable. I mean, he got touched twice, let alone 
the whole shenanigans with it was blown dead. Uh, the SEC came out and was like, yep, it was a bad call. And they also could have reviewed it too. And they didn't even do that. So it was double bad. Yeah. And the Americans like, we don't care. We'll take a win over the SEC. We've only been handing handling L's this afternoon whatever it takes to get a, a dub we'll 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 do it that was the mississippi state memphis game if you didn't see it look that up too because that was wild just Nutty. terrible terrible officiating one thing if you didn't see as well uk volleyball beat stanford yesterday three two great win for the game i mean that was that was awesome so great way to bounce back yeah somebody and, that was watching it was saying it was kind of had a similar flow to some degree to the louisville game it was just good to see him win the fifth set this time so that's good right right it's great and then also shout out to louisville volleyball they went and won at nebraska so and yeah. they swept them uh i didn't know this too but brooke was telling me that the coach is from nebraska like she grew up there played there used to coach for that guy and then she just went into their house and swept him that that's got to be awesome so um, good for them. Good volleyball in the state of Kentucky. Uh, Roush, U of L volleyball fan. Sad to see. Sad to see. Sad to see. Roush on the money with Fresno State plus eleven. Yep, that you're exactly right. You're exactly right. We were all over that one. Uh, another texture on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says, "Can we please dispense with all the talk about how terrible the teams on our schedule are? Seems it always come back to bite us in the arse." If we play this badly, I don't think we will. But if we do, we'll lose at least eight of our remaining games because these are so-called lesser teams aren't that inferior to us. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well done, yeah. Also, Kentucky will play to their opponents at times. It happens. So uh, not losing eight games on the schedule. No. Um, but there is some weird little case. We, we, the classic KRC curse. Yeah. Don't be surprised, DJ. It's called Kentucky Roll Call, not Kentucky Breadstick Call. That's a great point. <laughs> oh, that was great. That but was maybe, great. maybe we'll make a maybe we'll make a switch. Somebody texts in a bad text that says, "I like Father John Misty." Boo, boo. I mean, if you uh, like good music, you can't like Father John Misty. One texture says Cohen and many of the fans need to realize that our strength and our identity is in the run game. We need to establish our rushing attack and then hit them through the year. UK only needs about 250 passing yards a game. I don't I like think they point, necessarily sir. have. To, I don't think they necessarily even have to have that. But I agree with your overall sentiment. Totally, totally agree. Totally agree. Oh. A text a texter says TJ, good to see you at the establishment. Nick, you're a little off on your throw this film out. As a player, you're right. As a fan, you're wrong. This is the third game of the year. They shouldn't be tired, and nor should they be flat. If this was week nine, then sure, fatigue sets in. The grind takes an effect. The defensive line looks to be out of place. They haven't been able to get home consistently enough for an experienced team. Do I think this is the end of the world? No, but I'm on it. But this honestly is a little concerning. That's kind of where I'm at. So I would just argue, like with the fatigue that you're totally off because, I mean, they just played a physical, hard-fought game, had some guys, some important players sitting out with injury, and then they play an FCS team. Like, it's very easy to understand why you're overlooking somebody. Um, yeah, but that's, the overlooking versus being tired are different, different things. You didn't play some of your guys. Like, Chris Rodriguez didn't get a carry on that first series because they were trying to save him. Like that, you sure? I thought that that may have been some sort of like suspension thing, and then you had no, that. No, it was from, it was his it was his wrist. They didn't want a, it to get any more blows on it, you know. So they were they were they were, they were they were trying to save some shots, and and also I think build some some confidence with Cavassier Smoke. 
Did you see that text from his dad or the tweet from his dad? Uh, Smoke's dad? No, I think it was Rodriguez. No, no, I did not see that one. There's something, uh, I, I, somebody at, uh, something along the lines of like, it's not going to be a fun day, BBN. It was after, the, I think, the first series too when Rodriguez didn't get those touches. There's something along those lines. Maybe a texter will let us know. If not, then who cares? You move on from it. Uh, a texter says, ooh, where are we at? Disappointed we have yet to see Tay-Tay Crooms after the chatter this summer. Any update on Dekel coming back? Uh, maybe like two weeks on Dekel. And yeah, and well, it happens. Tay-Tay, you didn't bring your stuff, then got to keep on waiting, buddy. They did get, you know, I saw some early Demarcus Harris, some early Michael Drennan. They got some other guys involved, Isaiah Cummings and Isaiah oh, yeah. Epps. They Isaiah got their Cummings. first uh, career touchdown passes, so happy for them. Yeah, I don't think – I get what you're saying, Texter, but like – after the Chattanooga game, my first thought wasn't like, well, man, what's up with Tay-Tay Crimps? Like, yeah, I, 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 I just think, I don't expect him to play at this point. Yeah, I know that's not necessarily what he, you're he saying. He got a nice catch uh, early on in the season. He's gotten mm-hmm. one, but, you know, he's not going to be play a big factor in this year's team. Uh, Texture says, a couple takeaways from being at the game. Crowd showed up. Probably one of the bigger crowds I've seen for a, non, for a noon crap game. That's a good point. There were many Louisville fans tweeting out pictures of, like, 10 15 minutes before kickoff and like you know doing the whole they, see they were doing that? yeah oh because you were doing that the night before. yeah 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 um but no it actually was a really good crowd there for i don't know uh five minutes after the start and then until halftime then it started to thin out a little bit more so uh i agree with that texture well this seemed to throw off his back foot a lot on saturday and for some reason and the ball seemed to have less zip on them not sure if it was being cute or he was hurt or trying to avoid being hurt. It also could have been the thing they talked about earlier this week where he, some of those quick little passes, he needs to take some off. It was nice. They did complete probably like four or five just hitches. It's good to see them just pitching and catching. Like those easy throws haven't always been that easy. A texture says, good morning, gentlemen. Let's have a great week. Make money and getting ready to beat South Carolina. Go Cats. I love Woo-hoo. it. Another texture on the Thornton sex line. YouTube TV is the move. Yeah, I, that will probably be our destination at some point. A texture says, good morning, guys. Nick, how was the Papa Murphy's pizza slice? That's from Kentucky Krogue. Roush answered that. He said it uh, tasted better than it looked, but over, mm-hmm. overall, uh, he wishes the Papa, the real yeah. Papa, back in the house. Would, would much prefer those breadsticks. So they didn't have any breadsticks real quick? Um, I don't think so. They might have had a different one. I was just at like a stand that was on the party deck. So, um, uh, Oh, I also wanted to see, man, Terry Wilson, not a great game at College Station. Yeah, he should never go back to that place. Never, ever again. No, no more football games like there for 33 Texas. yards or something. I mean, it was, it was bad. It was Very really bad. bad. Yeah, I hated seeing that. And they didn't cover. Texter says, Nick's right. The Hulu interface sucks big time. I'm cheap, so we use Sling, but only for basically ESPN and SEC Network during football and basketball seasons. One good thing about last basketball season is saving money when I canceled the service ahead of my normal time. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, another text says, my brother works in an industry that his company placed construction bids on the flight deck at Cardinal Stadium. He says in the original plans, the expansion was supposed to be much larger, like twice as big. As unnecessary as that expansion was, could you imagine it being twice as big? He said a lot of the estimations for mechanical companies in this area communicate with one another over the jobs they bid. The expansion was much smaller than originally planned. They all called it the Cardinal Stadium Reduction. 
Uh, the the new the new one, yeah. The 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 closing the bowl was supposed to be significantly bigger. Really, up until like the it had been completed, and then they were kind of releasing the info on it, and people were like, "Wait, I thought the I thought it was going to be X amount of seats. Not it was like six thousand seats fewer." Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, "Yeah, we, uh, we decided we went with another plan. We, we thought this design was better, and we had to take out some seats to do it. When in reality, it was like, no, 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 we got too many seats." Yeah, exactly. John here. Good morning to all. No worries. My Chiefs will bounce back. Hey, if the Cats beat the Gamecocks, then we're ranked, right? Hey, did you know, according to the Farmer's Almanac, the best time in January of 2022 to get a haircut to discourage growth is the 23rd or 24th? We'll got to go talk to you later. John didn't know that. Don't necessarily care so much. And we're worried about the pack attack for tonight. So uh, go Green Bay. Oh, and TC from Lexington. Here's the picture I got from the Fan Festa Collins, where I certainly agree that his athleticism, he did look completely passive and nervous to even be out there. Hopefully it doesn't translate to his game. Well, you'd think that old Shibway would be really roughing him around, if nothing else, in practice. So I'm sure he'll he'll toughen up in due time. But dude can bounce with the best of them. So I uh, want to hear more from Fan Day or Fan Fest Day. If you went, what stood out to you? Because yeah. I kind of forgot that it was even going on if we're going to be honest yeah and I, i'm glad they did do it at a smaller venue too transy where you, it's a little bit more intimate setting uh, yes feels like you really get to know the guys and ain't no way you're putting twenty thousand at rough so might as well give it a packed house yep all righty thanks for all the text on the show we will be back tomorrow at 7 a.m this is kentucky roll call on big Sports radio tj walker Roush, justin Gale.